0: Discussion keeps the world turning.
1: This is Round Table.
2: You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Neil Honglin with my colleagues Li Yi and Xing Yu for the second part of the show. Coming up, in the heartwarming melody of the holiday season, a new trend is making waves in China. College students and young adults are not just home for the festivities. They have become the unexpected stars of family life, taking on roles of loving babysitters. Join us as we unravel the story of these modern caregivers and explore the melodies of family dynamics this winter. And breaking through the airwaves, we bring you the forecast of a silver screen spectacle that's set to mesmerize the nation. Let's navigate the twists and turns of the most anticipated spring festival movie season. Now. During this winter holiday season, there is a trend that is gaining momentum in China, with a large number of college students and young adults returning home, not just to celebrate the spring festival holiday, but to take on the responsibilities of caring for their nieces and nephews. And they are given a nickname, Dehua. How are these young individuals navigating the challenges of babysitting? What's fueling their this emerging trend, and what insights does it offer in Into the evolving nature of family relationships in China. To answer all that questions, let's first start with the who, what, and why of Hua.
0: (laughs) Sure, I'll give some of the background information here. So Hua is the name of a character from the 2014 Chinese TV drama called Romance of Our Parents, in Chinese 父母爱情. Mm. And this drama revolves around the 50-year relationship between the two protagonists who overcome their differences in background and then get married and Raise five children over these several decades. So, in this drama and Jiang Dehua, who is the younger sister of the male protagonist, she often helps to take care of her nephews and nieces, you know, the five children. All of them? (laughs) All of them. Wow. Uh, When his brother and sister-in-law are busy with work. So um, she really loves the kids, and then she treats the five little ones fairly and letting them feel the warmth of family. So I think this character really has left a deep impression on many Chinese audiences, and especially in this winter uh, vacation many college students who have returned home or visiting relatives during the holiday find themselves they're similar to the character of Dehua because they have taken on this a series of responsibilities, such as looking after the little kids in the family, and they regard themselves as Dehua. And also on Chinese social media platforms, the top the topics related to Dehua has been trending um, uh, all over, uh, including topics like "大学生德华," a uh, college student Dehua, gained nearly eight million views. And also uh, similar topics such as college students return home during the holiday and turn into De Hua <laughs> so gained five years. So now it's a title years. Yes, on top of just a name of a character
2: in a TV series. Yes. And apparently I have oh actually checked out some of the videos mm-hmm. and some of them are quite loving and fun and you see this different young faces, but when I say different young faces, I mean that there are toddlers and there are the college kids, and mm-hmm. they're they're all young, and they're having fun together. It's quite loving and impressive to see they're taking on ho- uh, family responsibilities. Yeah. And at the same time, you also see some very extreme cases <laughs> of I'm not even sure if those videos are for real, or they're just uh, planning, yeah, uh-huh. staging all the plot of this young college kid. Apparently it's just a college kid taking care of a lot of kids sending them to schools (laughs) and taking care uh, of their um everyday lives and Mm. also telling them how to do certain homeworks and get very mad when they do not really understand or cannot really cope with (laughs) the difficult works and get really mad i mean that's a little bit funny i would assume those kind of videos are uh
1: are mm, let's say with a little bit artistic adaptation (laughs) element. Well, you see, that's very interesting because I'm actually personally a big fan of the TV drama Romance of Our Parents. Ah. And uh, it's really interesting to see those young people are labeling themselves as Dehua. Mm. And in my eyes, I don't really think they are as exhausted as Dehua is. <laughs> They're not qualified. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and especially in the drama, I don't really think Dehua really feels she is making a contribution or really sacrificing for the big family. She basically basically. basically was enjoying the whole process in the most of the time. But now you're just seeing these young people, they're not really entirely enjoying the process of taking care of their kids because they're saying that I'm not really the one who gives birth to this little kid, but I'm really the one who's suffering from postpartum. That's really interesting. And they're saying that taking care of children at home is even more exhausting than being at home and studying. I can't really see it. North stand. I'm constantly running around after them every day. And... And also, there are some like sweet and, and cute moments. And uh, some of those parents, uh, young people are saying that I don't really want to be de hua. I, I don't really want to be here to take care of my nephew or niece. But sure, he says that he will buy me a car or a house when he grows up <laughs> oh, or when this she is grows just, up. This is just
2: humble brag. You just <laughs> how close you are with your little, you know, children you in the big family. Yeah. yeah, That's the thing. I'm very curious to see how come this is becoming a new phenomenon or a Hotly debated issue, or not? Maybe not debated, just talked issue on the internet because we all have that kind of memory, right? When we were kids, mm-hmm. I can totally remember one of my aunt. Uh, one of my aunts, yes, she was. She was fashionable. She, <laughs> yeah, she was very cool. She's the cool aunt I had when I grew up and she would let me do things that my parents would not let me do Ah. during winter holidays and I remember vividly one very cold winter she took me out to a park in freezing cold day and we were playing on a frozen lake
1: but you and were happy at the time right I
2: was very happy I got <laughs> around five the uh roasted sausages and I had three cans of soda and what? I vomited the heck out of everything Don't I got let your
1: parents listen to this episode yeah, I got
2: really <laughs> ill but But it was really... I enjoyed it so much. It was a really fun memory. And Mm. I felt that that cool aunt gave me that very impressionable and very valuable moment in my in my childhood years. And um, yeah, we had that experience. How, how about you guys? Have been have you been taken care of by any, you know, little aunt or little uncle who is really cool and bring you
0: all these new perspective of life and how they do things? Mm, definitely I had I think I remember when I was like six or five years old, I was uh, brought to my aunt's house and she took care of me for like months, uh, while my mom was away. So I think during during that time, I feel felt quite uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, really? Uncomfortable? <laughs> Why? Yeah, Uncomfortable, because I think you were used so used to living in at your own house, and then you were moved to another, oh. um, you, you seem quite not familiar environment and living with your aunt at that time, you were not so close to. And then um, she What I remember is that she cooked very spicy food. At that time, I I cannot (laughs) eat anything spicy. (laughs) And she just asked, asked me to eat that, you know. So that... That memory was quite painful for me, (laughs) but I I somehow can relate to those de you know, young adults taking care of these uh, young nephews and nieces. Because especially during the spring festival holiday, uh, I think last year I went home and uh, my cousin and his family uh, visited uh, our family. And they brought their five-year-old uh, daughter. Uh, and at that time, I think in the room, I was the only young adult who's not married. And somehow the, the obligation naturally fall onto me <laughs> to play with the kid. And... As someone who really likes the kids, you know, I-, I like to play with her, but she's so energetic, and she's <laughs> so lively, she's so naughty, and she's so loud, and she screams. So, so that particular experience really made me so exhausted uh, by playing with her for like half an hour, and I was dead. <laughs> yeah. So at that moment, I really... Realized how stressful and how tiring a parent can be, you know, to take care of these children. And not only for these parents, for especially for these young adults who haven't experienced, who haven't given birth to any children, it's quite a challenging task. And I've also seen um, that they're not just taking care of the, the daily lives of these babies, they are also tutoring, teaching them the, the homework and schoolwork, all of that stuff. So
1: it seemed to me that you're suggesting you all have like both of you have unreliable ants, and now you are <laughs> growing up into reliable aunts like you did. <laughs> it's quite funny because I can really, well, personally, I don't really have like any practical experience of taking care of a kid, but I do can feel related when you share your stories when you were small with like being taking care of your aunts because I was also like taking care of my Ankle when I was little, and especially during winter and summer vacations, you know, my my when my parents uh, just need to go to work or mm-hmm. to attend to certain matters, and he would just uh, come to our apartment and to take care of me. And according to my limited memory, taking care of me simply means feeding me and playing with me. Although I know <laughs> oh, that's that, enough. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. enough. Although you know, I know that's not really the full version of the whole story i believe the task is like far more challenging for him and uh, you know that's really a sweet moment that's why i think i don't really understand why you know those young people are complaining about all this because as the kid who is being taken care of i think that could be a very precious moment in your life that when you recall it when you grow up you still feel the bond between say you and your uncle or your uh, aunts because when I was small I still remember my uncle just uh, took me everywhere with Mm. his bike and it's not really a normal common bike it's a tricycle
0: (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I
1: mean when other people was like sitting on the back seat of a bike I was like lying basically lying in that tricycle that's cool yeah and he was also like very thoughtfully to prepare a blanket for me so that I can really lie uh, comfortable in the tricycle and uh, you know I so every time when I recall these uh, moments I can still recall maybe in the afternoon the weather was so good with gentle breeze and I was like lying back in the tricycle and with all the cars and the natural sceneries and people passing by so I'm saying that you know that's that's how I you know connect with my uncle and that's the way how I feel family bounds and although I I can't really understand the task can be really challenging Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why people are really discussing this Doha phenomenon On social media
2: That is a good point Actually we've seen Some netizens Saying online Genuinely That the reason They're taking care Of their nieces And nephews Has something to do With their precious Memories Of being taken care Of by their aunts And uncles When they were little And they realize Maybe it's their time To give back To the family A little bit Or to have Some real people To people Interaction With your family members mm-hmm. Because now We live in the Kind of society That is moving super, super fast. Many people go to big cities to uh, seek further education or to basically start a new life by pursuing a career, pursuing their dreams. And it's seldom for them to have the opportunity to actually spend quality time with the relatively distant relatives. And we're not talking about your second or third cousin. We're talking about your sister's kid, your Mm. real niece and nephews, the people that you should bond with strongly. And maybe that's part of the reason we see this trend happening here in china and do you guys feel that this has a relatively deeper implication on the modern family dynamics here in china Mm.
0: i think traditionally For Chinese family structures, parents often live with their married or unmarried adult children. So the elder generation, they naturally takes on this responsibility of helping to care for the next generation. But um, over the past decades, we have seen the rapid urbanization and modernization of Chinese society, um, which has led to changes in how we live, especially for many young people. They have moved to urban areas to work to pursue their dreams. Um they have been living separately from their parents. So I think when they have children the a responsibility of taking care of their children naturally falls on to on their shoulders instead of their parents and uh, also um, traditionally we are seeing many Chinese women they are staying home to take care of their children full-time 24-7 but now we have we're seeing more working moms um, they might not have enough time to take care of their children so I think in that sense we are seeing uh, transformation in th- th- this Chinese society and also um, some of these young adults in the family, they are willing to take the family
1: responsibility and contribute to the family. Mm. And also on top of, uh, say, a changing dynamic of family structures here in China, I still think Um, I also believe that this special period of time plays a role in terms of fostering this Dehua phenomenon or large number of young people going back to hometown to take care of their children or their nephew or their nieces, because it's really their winter vacation, which overlaps with spring festival, because spring festival is really holding a very special cultural significance Mm -hmm. for Chinese people and uh, particularly for in terms of fostering and strengthening family bounds and every year is really a time to reunite with their, with their family members and. Uh All the relatives, no matter far or near, just need to gather together and to chat. And sometimes you need to also to honor your ancestors together. Mm -hmm. So it's really a time to reunite, gather with your families and to celebrate and and embrace uh, family bounds. So maybe that's why, you know, everything really about the family comes to first during this period of time. So that's why during this special period of time, you see more young people are, say, voluntarily or, <laughs> or, or, or passively to, you know, taking this responsibility. Mm. Mm.
2: Perhaps in the heart of responsibilities, these young adults also found a holiday magic of their own, a symphony of love and connection that echoed beyond the babysitting hours. As for the question, are we witnessing a transformation in the traditional fabric of family, or is this a fleeting note in the evolving melody of generational change? I believe, when you're listening to this, you have your own answer. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, get ready for a cinematic extravaganza. As the spring festival holiday in China approaches, a dazzling array of new domestic movies is gearing up for a box office showdown. Roundtable invites you to take a closer look at the after the break. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of Roundtable with myself, Neil Honglin, Li Yi, and Xing Yu. Moviegoers, brace yourselves for a cinematic feast where choices abound and competition sparks. The 2024 Chinese New Year holiday is gearing up to be one of the longest and most lucrative in history, with nine films ready to get to be released how is this year's holiday lineup shaping up and what predictions are being made regarding overall box
1: office earnings Well, first of all, actually this, we we do have a longer spring festival holiday, which lasts for eight days. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one day longer than in previous years from February 10th to 17th. And so that's why, you know, some industry experts and insiders saying that this extended holiday period will help to create, you know, better chances for box office successes. Mm -hmm. And as Nunu said, a star-studded lineup for nine homegrown movies Mm -hmm. have has been confirmed for release nationwide during the holiday and among them I would say the most anticipated, or one of the most anticipated movies, is comedy film Pegasus 2, and it has already received the highest number of want-to-watch votes on the film data platform Mao Yan, approaching 759,000 Chinese comedians. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially comedian Shen Tong, he Shen plays, tongue. yeah, a washed-up racing driver who leads a group to take part in a race mixed with fun and tears. Mm.
0: Yeah, and actually, uh, for this Spring Festival movie season, the pre sales already began from January the 31st. And um, as of February the 6th, pre sales revenue has exceeded 270 million yuan. So that's around $38 million, according to Mao Yan, the Chinese movie ticketing platform. And also, uh, according to the pre-sale revenue, we can also see that Pegasus 2, or in Chinese, featured Ren Sheng, is on the top of the ranking and is followed by YOLO, in Chinese, Yolo. Actually, "yolo" means "you only live once," yes. so that's uh, I think can be an inspiring movie. Mm-hmm. It's also a comedy, and it's uh, directed and um, uh, starring Chinese actress and director Jia Ling. And in this movie, it has this features this remarkable weight loss transformation of the protagonist. Mine kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. And um, actually, on a recent Weibo post, Jaling shared that she has spent the entire year working on this particular movie, and she lost a staggering fifty kilograms. And. It has become a trending topic on social media. And I think many netizens have uh, been anticipating this movie for, for a long time. Yes,
2: actually, it's been estimated that the box office revenue of this eight-day holiday season could exceed at over 6 billion yuan. That mm-hmm. is around 844 million U.S. dollars. So quite a ambitious um, yeah. goal here. And we see there are around nine movies mm-hmm. hitting the cinema on that very same day, the very uh, first day, eight well, of the movies oh, be eight, released. Exactly, um, yeah. yes. Actually, eight of them would hit the cinema on the very first day of the Spring Festival holiday. Mm-hmm. And in total, there are nine. Yeah. And the thing is, we get to see that there are different genres of movies hitting the cinema. And you guys both mentioned some already. So can you provide an insight into the diversity of genres and
1: themes among these films? On top of what you've just said. Of course. And I would say this year, most of the films are comedies. And they're like featuring really popular stars and... uh, Uh, That's why, you know, people are saying that we are going to embrace a really happy and joyful Chinese (laughs) New Year uh, in terms of the movie market. However, we're also looking for some other genres like animation and crime. Uh, For example, animated films uh, Bony Bears, Time Twist, and Ba Jie are also set for the holiday period, and especially the Bony Bear series is known for its uh, Comedy and style and educational content, making it really a standout among comedies. And um, especially recent data, I mean the latest data showing that this animation film uh, ranked second in terms of what want to watch popularity on Mao Yan, mm. uh, gaining around 680,000 votes uh, already and also we uh, got some other crime film like uh, Hong Kong crime film Break War features a confrontation between criminal and the police and that really offers an appealing experience for fans of tens and thrilling stories so there mm. are I mean different genres yeah. but still I would say comedy are still the biggest uh, when to play during yes. the spring festival holiday. Mm. Is there a must-watch
0: movie for this spring festival holiday for you? I think for me, um, I am expecting to watch this one called 第二十条 in English, Article 20. It's a comedy drama and a tearjerker directed by renowned Chinese filmmaker Zhang Yimou. So um, last year during the spring festival holiday, the director's movie Full River Red, Man Jiang Hong was released and it remained the top grossing movie throughout the year last year. So I think um, for this year too, I am um, really looking forward to Zhang Yimou's uh, new production. And I was actually quite curious about both of your choices
2: because I feel like when it comes to holiday season, especially spring festival holidays, Mm -hmm. it it has become a custom for a lot of different movies competing for, to become the most liked, most watched movie during this period of time. Actually we see that box office revenues during the 2023 spring festival holiday accounted for about 12% of the yearly total. And that is quite an impressive number, and I feel like it has already become a custom for Chinese moviegoers. And I was wondering, do you guys think spring festival holiday has a special significance to the movie industry?
1: Well, as I said, um, Spring Festival is always a time for people to reunite, I mean, to gather together and especially for family with kids or with elder uh, family members. It's really a very good opportunity for them to go to like big theater to watch for a movie together. And mm-hmm. it's really could be a fun moment for them. And especially as you said, the market is especially competitive during the Spring Festival holiday. And I would say that's a big good news for audiences because they mm. are really competing for this special period and they are really um, competing to win the attraction, attention from audiences. So that's why they're really presenting the best work out of the best. Mm. Yeah, um, Like you
0: said, uh, I think public holidays are big contributors to the box office and I think it's a thing in China, especially when you have this extended holiday period and you want to um, have time to relax and going to the theaters has become a popular form of entertainment for Chinese families and uh, also friends. And also like Li Yi said, these uh, movie production studios, they are seizing this business opportunity to um, release their major blockbuster films, especially timed for this Chinese New Year. So we are seeing a lot of competitions going on and it's good for the audiences because we can see some of the high quality movies and also um, it's benefiting the industry as well. Some people argue slash complain about the fact that we do not see
2: a lot of um, huge blockbusters uh, because mm. we do not see that maybe not all of the movies are um, have occupied a long production period of time, a lot of money with a lot of major scene that you would feel super impressed in a cinema. But others also say it's a festival. It's the spring <laughs> festival period of time. People need a good way to to release their pressure. They need a good laugh. They need to be able to enjoy the kind of movie movie that they can appreciate with the entire family. And maybe that's the reason we see more comedies hitting this year's movie theaters. in this spring festival period of time. And in the meantime, when it comes to marketing, because Roundtable has discussed the marketing strategies of movies during the uh, New Year period of time, we see that more and more actors and directors going into the live streaming platforms Mm. and started to talk about their movies, selling tickets and explain how come their movies should be the must-go-to movies (laughs) of your spring festival holiday Uh, selection. And have you seen any of those um, short videos?
1: Yeah, actually, I would say now, uh, more than ever, those movie production corporations are really utilizing social media to engage audiences and they it, 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 it somehow has become like a common practice for them to mm. review certain clips from the movie instead of maybe before they only released a teaser or a trailer but now they're choosing to release certain clips of um, movies to allure you to watch the f- I mean the whole production yes. in the end um, I think It could be like a double sworded thing, because on the one hand, you have to make sure you are really releasing truly interesting content, but... On the other hand, you also make to make sure you don't really get audience bored mm. in this process. And sometimes the hosts
2: of the live streaming studios would actually invite directors to talk about the content, mm, talk yeah. about the name and the creating process, making the anticipation even stronger. And just as Film Reel captures moments in time, these spring festival jams are snapshots of our collective emotions. As you step out of the cinema, reflect on the mirrors of humanity held up by each story. In laughter, we find connection. In tears, we find empathy. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thanks Xing Yu and Li Yi. I'm Niu Honglin. Bye-bye.